Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of the View Level Podcast. Today is Thursday, March 28th and the Sweet 16 begins today and I'd like to apologize for not having an episode last week after I said I was in Vegas, but if you've ever been to Vegas, especially Vegas during March Madness, then you know you spend a lot of money, you make some money, you lose a lot of money. And so we did all those things, super sidetrack, so many lights, so many things to do, so many games to bet on, and I truly apologize for that. But today, we'll get to review, I will get to review what happened in the first and second rounds, then I'll preview the Sweet 16, give my predictions for the Sweet 16 and Elite 8 bracket, already gone, still have my champion though in Virginia. Actually did pretty decently with my my gambling um, over the weekend of the first and second round. But we'll see how this all goes. We also have a preview of the Major League Baseball season since that starts today as well. But like I said, let's first get started with Let's get started with the NCAA tournament. First round, kind of no really no really upsets. I mean, Minnesota beat Louisville. Uh, Murray State beat Marquette. I mean, John Moran had a triple-double. I think he's only the 12th player in history, college basketball history, to have one of that in the NCAA tournament. Um, they looked really good. I really thought they were going to do well and beat Florida State, but they got actually, actually pummeled. Uh, but other than that, they weren't really like, I mean, Wisconsin... Wisconsin and Oregon, Wisconsin, I didn't really think they had a chance against Oregon. The Ducks looked really good. And I also picked UCI to beat Kansas State in that game. So those two faced off in the, the round of 32, and Oregon looked really good. Oregon looks like one of the better teams in the Sweet 16. They they face off against Virginia. I have Virginia winning. Virginia is probably still my favorite team in the entire tournament left. So I'm going to still pick Virginia in that game. But the Oregon Ducks look really good. The bottom of that same bracket, Purdue and Tennessee. That'll be an interesting matchup. Carson Edwards had 42 for Purdue to beat Villanova. Tennessee almost gave it away against Iowa going into overtime, but they ended up beating. So that's going to be a fun matchup. Um, And the other one, Virginia Tech, Duke. Duke, Duke almost lost to UCF. They should have lost to UCF. Taco Fall got fouled out. Zion was at the foul line to tie it, misses it. R.J. Barrett scores, and then UCF goes down and... Almost, almost makes it at the buzzard. Aubrey Dawkins played an incredible game. Duke finds a way to win it, but they're facing Virginia Tech, who they beat, who they lost to, excuse me, in the regular season with Zion. And Virginia Tech has Justin Robinson back now. That's going to be a fun game to watch, and I honestly think it'll go either way. Virginia Tech's defense matches up real good with Duke, and we saw it when Duke has to shoot threes. They're not that good. So this is going to be another interesting test. They would face the winner of LSU-Michigan State. Michigan State looks good. LSU looks decent. I might have to go with LSU LSU this game, um, but it's going to be a fun one to watch there. In the bottom brackets, again, the Gonzaga bracket, not really anything changed besides they said that that Murray State win. Buffalo looked good, and I thought they were going to beat Texas Tech, but Texas Tech came out as a wagon and could have missed, and Buffalo just couldn't make a damn shot. Michigan looks good, so that, that Sweet 16 is going to be Florida State, Gonzaga, Texas Tech, and Michigan. Florida State can beat Gonzaga. A lot of people, that's a popular pick right now, but I still think Gonzaga has too good of an offense and is playing really well right now. And I think they are going to go up against Texas Tech. I think Texas Tech, if Texas Tech can play like they did the first two rounds of this tournament, no way Michigan can stay with them 
all I was saying before this and what I was saying before this is Texas Tech sometimes get too stagnant, but when they play their offense and there's movement and Matt Mooney has the ball and Jarrett Culver is making shots and dishing it off, they're a very dangerous team, and I think that Texas Tech will defeat Michigan and set up an Elite Eight matchup with Gonzaga. In the last bracket, nothing really either of big upsets. I mean, Auburn beat the living shit out of Kansas. Uh, he, Iowa State lost to Ohio State. I had Iowa State going to the the lead eight, honestly. And then Wofford beat Seton Hall. I didn't even know why Seton Hall was in the damn game or damn, damn tournament. Uh, Fletcher McGee looked amazing during that game. But when they faced Kentucky, it was a close game, but he couldn't even make a damn shot. So Kentucky is facing off against Houston. That's going to be a fun one. Two very, very athletic teams. The Houston program is back. That's fun. That This bracket Sweet 16 is pretty interesting to watch because Auburn, North Carolina, the amount of points to be scored in that game is going to be, I think the over-under is 164 right now. The amount of points going to be scored in that game is going to be absolutely insane. I'm going to still take North Carolina. I think Kobe Wood, Kobe White's too good. Luke May has his leadership. Nas Little, if Nas Little can play to his, his top form, I don't think Auburn has a chance to hang with him. And then I'm going to take, I'm still going to take Kentucky. So my Elite Eight is going to be Kentucky, North Carolina, Virginia, Tennessee, Texas Tech and Zaga, then LSU versus Duke. And based off of that, I'm still going to go Duke, Gonzaga, Virginia, and North Carolina. And I think the toughest game, the toughest two games, I think, are going to be Virginia versus Tennessee. Though Virginia almost, I mean, that let's, let's rewind back to Virginia's first game facing Gardner-Webb. Everyone's asking themselves, oh my God, is Virginia going to lose to the 16th seed in the first round again? They recovered after halftime, put some whooping on Gardner-Webb, and then they almost covered that game. And then going off against Oklahoma, they looked real good. But they're going to have a tough time with Admiral Schofield and Grant Williams at Tennessee. Tennessee, very athletic team, dominating Iowa. But Iowa is a similar team to Virginia. Not as much talent, but a very gritty team. So that'll be fun to watch there. And I think North Carolina versus Kentucky, two blue buds in the NCAA tournament. That's going to be fun. Um... So yeah, I still still I still think the number one seeds are gonna be the people to watch out for to make the final four. But either way, it's gonna be fun. Uh, those games Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, but as a tournament overall, there were some fun games, uh, but there weren't really any big upsets besides you know Oregon, UCI. It's kind of lack it's lacking its big enthusiasm. Uh, I mean, it's big push of a good upset and I think that's what people really rely on um but if you're better every single game is a fun game to watch because you're having money on it to the last second so that's something that people don't understand if you don't bet but yeah um the NCAA tournament look for these games now though to pick up a little bit here on the sweet 16 the elite eight this is where the teams start separating each other best teams you got your blue bloods. You got your ACC powers. The Big Ten went five and zero on that first day. That was a, I think, a record for the conference. Um, and they have a couple teams now in the in the uh, Sweet Sixteen. They got three teams in the Sweet Sixteen. So that's a big thing for the Big Ten. But I still don't see any one team making it to the Final Four. But nonetheless, it's gonna be fun on the trip to Minneapolis. Um, college basketball, man, March Madness. There's nothing like it. There's something just very special about it. And, yeah, get excited for those. And let's, let's see what happens, man. Let's see what happens. All right, let's move on to our MLB prediction season. Kind of already started. I mean, 
the A's and Mariners had that that game, those two games in Japan with where Ichiro played. But uh, season officially starts today, opening day for every team. I'm excited. I'm excited. Baseball is back. There was a lot of hype throughout the offseason just because the amount of big contracts that were thrown out, all trumped out by the Angels' Lord and Savior. Mike Trout, pay your respects to the man, Mike Trout. But I'm going to go division by division, giving my picks there, kind of talk a little bit about each division, what I think are going to be the outcome of the division, then I'll pick my awards. And, yeah, we'll go from there and just kind of figure out what this 2019 MLB season is going to be like. Start in the AL East. A lot of people think it's a two-team race. I actually think it's a three-team race. People forget about the Tampa Bay Rays. Out there, they got the the reigning Cy Young Award winner and Blake Snell, pretty good bullpen. Um, their team to watch out for. Uh, they're gonna make some noise. They could be a wild card. They could we could get two wild cards out of the AL East. But I think as as far as the division winners, it's got to be Yankees, Red Sox. Uh, well, those teams being picked, I still got to go with the Red Sox. I think the Red Sox bullpen is a little bit more reliable and frankly a little better than the Yankees. The Yankees are gonna have that offense and they might hit five billion home runs this season, but if their games are going to be 12 to 10, 13 to 11, more often than not, you're going to lose those games more than you lose three to two games, two to one games. Uh, there's no scientific fact about that, but that's just kind of what I believe. But I'm going to take the Red Sox to win that. I just think they still bring back a lot of people, even though the Yankees have big additions and like James Paxton and Adam Ottavino in the bullpen. I still think when you get through a Chris Sale and the new look David Price and Nathan Nivaldi. If Nathan Nivaldi can be the Nathan Nivaldi of the playoffs, they look pretty good. Their bullpen's decent. Um, yeah, I think I still think the Red Sox are going to win that division, but I do think the Yankees will get a wild card with the Tampa Bay race coming out soon. Uh, heading to the AL Central, um, a lot of people think this is the, the, the division up there with the AL West is one of the weakest divisions in baseball. I still think it's the Indians' division to lose. The little popular pick is to pick the Minnesota Twins. Uh, Rocco Baldelli, he's kind of bringing a new a new personality to that team after a bad season last year. Uh, but I think it's still the Indians. For some reason, the Indians wanted to trade their their star pitchers and Kluber and Trevor Bauer in the offseason. They didn't get that done, but they still have one of the best rotations in the American League. When you think about them, those two, then Carlos Carrasco and Danny Salazar, who's starting on the injured list, but still having him and Clevenger, I think they're still the team to beat in the AL Central, and their offense is still too good for him, in my opinion. Um, so watch out for the Indians to win that division. Other than that, I don't know if there's any other teams that really can make noise. I think the Tigers are rebuilding. The Royals are definitely rebuilding, especially with Salvador Perez out for the season. Um, so... I think it's just a two-team race, and really I think it's the Indians to lose right now. Uh, similar to the Indians to lose, I think the Astros, it's it's going to be a close race between them and the A's and maybe the Angels. Uh, I know I could be biased as an Angels fan, but I'm also a realist and know that the Astros are still leagues ahead of everyone in this division. Uh, I do think that the A's or Angels both can compete for a wild card if they can, but I just think that if you kind of look at the the Astros now, you got Garrett Cole, you you got... Justin Verlander, you got an offense that has Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, George Springer. Um, that's a tough team, and it's a tough team to beat. Their bullpen looks good. Um, they're still they they should have made it to they could have made it to the World Series last year, but they're a team that's going to sit atop the West. Um, they only allowed 534 runs last year. 
that's 112 fewest 112 fewer excuse me than the Rays were who were in second place um their team to watch out for uh and then if you kind of transfer over the wild cards I already said it the Yankees the Rays you got the Twins the Angels the yeah those four teams or five teams per se are the only teams I really can see competing and I'm still going to say that it could be between that either, either whoever I still I still think the Red Sox win the AL East, but that second will be the Rays and Yankees. I want to have hope as an Angels fan that the Angels could sweep one of the wild cards, but I don't think so. So I'll stick with the Red Sox and Rays. Um, and before we get to the AL predictions and NL, I mean the AL MVP predictions and the NL MVP predictions, let's just preview the NL real quick. For looking at the NL East, a lot of people. The Phillies, the Nationals, the Braves, I still think, I don't know, I really like the Nationals. I think their rotation, when healthy, is one of the best rotations in the game. You got Steven Strasburg, Max Scherzer, now signing Patrick Corbin. Their offense is good. They got Robles. They got Soto, who broke out last year. They got a, a nice mixture of, of players with like Trey Turner and Anthony Rendon, who Anthony Rendon is having a lot of MVP picks for him this season. So the only way that you can really factor in the the Phillies I thought had a really good offseason if you add just Bryce Harper but they also got Gene Segura um they still have Aaron Nola and the re- their rotation Jake Arrieta they got a good team I just don't think it's as good as the Nationals and I think when it comes down to what pitching is going to get the Nationals in and I think the Nationals are going to win the NL East but the Phillies could be one of those wild card teams now if we go to NL Central last year it was a Brewer Central it's one of the Toughest divisions in baseball. They got the Cubs. You got the Brewers. You got the Cardinals. Uh, Christian Yelich just seems to be getting better. He was the MVP last year. He kind of found a home in Milwaukee. You also had Javi Baez, who could have won the MVP for the Cubs. A lot of people saying this is the Cubs' bounce back year. I still think it's going to be the Brewers. I just think the Brewers' bullpen is one of the best bullpens in the entire game. And they might get Craig Kimbrell. Add that to that. Their offense is still pretty exceptional. Cubs, Cardinals, I still think the Cardinals have a little bit to figure out when it comes to their pitching. Their offense, though, adding Goldschmidt is a huge thing to add for them. Moves Matt Carpenter back to third. They could be a wild card team. The Cubs, I think the Cubs-Brewers are going to be those two teams battling to the very end of the day. I'm picking the Brewers, but I think the Cubs do get a wild card, one of the wild cards. And then if we're talking about the NL West, a lot of people, I think it seems pretty obvious that this is the Dodgers division. Um... Arizona kind of overhauled their team this year or this past year, trading Goldschmidt and trading a bunch of guys that they were looking to have um, build building blocks around. But I still think because of that, they're they're rebuilding. The Giants are rebuilding. I still think that the Rockies are a team that can give the 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 Dodgers some push. The Rockies could be one of that second wild card teams. Um, but how do they face? How do they go against the road? A lot of the the, the questions about the Rockies is the fact that the Rockies are putting a lot of emphasis on having their players repeat performances from last year. Um, and the thing is, just because you had one good season in this league does not mean you're going to have another good season in this league. Um, so it's going to be interesting when you got guys like David Dahl, who looks to be the everyday outfielder. Ryan McMahon might get a bigger a bigger pickup for the Rockies. They did re-sign Arenado. Um, but that pitching staff is going to be interesting. I still think it's the Dodgers, and I think the Padres are going to be a fun team to watch. Fernando Tatis Jr. is making the open day roster. You got Manny Machado, 
you got the number one, some of the top prospects in that in that farm system. So I think the Padres are going to be a fun team to watch. And I think that being in Petco or being living in San Diego here for me, going to go to be going to a lot of Padres games to kind of see that feel and get that atmosphere. And, and it's always great going to Petco Park. So run through back that again. I'm going to go Nationals, Brewers, and Dodgers. My wild cards are going to be for me. I'm still going to go. I'm going to go Cubs, Phillies. I like the Phillies. The Mets kind of could be in there. I mean, their pitching staff's real good. Just re-signed to Grom. Uh, but I, I just like the Phillies Cubs. Um, and then if we're going to go for the playoffs, I think coming out of the AL, I'm going to go with the Astros. I think the Astros are the best team in the AL. Obviously, it's a three-headed monster between the Astros, Red Sox, and Yankees. Any one of those teams could realistically make it to the World Series. But I just think the Astros are the better all-around team. Hey, and I want to see if Boston can maintain the level of play that they had last year, which were they were spectacular. But I don't know if they can repeat that and from the NL. I'm actually gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the Brewers. I think the Brewers will make it to the World Series. Um, I know some of my friends that are Dodger fans aren't gonna like that, um, but it's. I mean, it's honestly pick a cho- pick a choosing man. I mean, it could be the Dodgers, it could be the Brewers. I know that's like, oh, obviously you have to pick someone, but it's honestly those two teams. I think are the most ready to compete for a World Series, and I just think for some reason I have a feeling the Brewers are gonna find some way to be- defeat the Dodgers and get to the World Series. So it's gonna be Brewers Astros. And I think the Astros win another World Series. I don't even like that I'm saying that. But I just, as when it comes to non-bias, I can't, I have to respect that the Astros are good. But if I'm really talking, don't really care about the Astros. Don't really care about the Red Sox. Don't care about the Yankees. Don't really care about the Dodgers. Don't really care about any team other than the Angels. Non-bias pick is going to be the Astros. Bias pick, Angels win the World Series, win 152 games, only lose 10 games. Mike Trout hits 117 home runs. Gets the AL MVP again, and there we go. That's that's into my non-biased pick, but it is what it is. Um, let's head out to our predictions now before the end of the show. AL MVP, I'm still going to go with Mike Trout. I think that he's going to have a breakout, not a breakout year. Every year he's having it as a breakout year. But I think he's going to have one of his bigger years that he's had now that he has that contract. Other players could be Aaron Judge. Uh, I like the pick of Alex Bregman, too, but I still think Mike Trout's going to be my AL MVP. And NL MVP, I'm going to go with another guy who got an, uh, got a contract extension, and I'm still going to say Nolan Arenado. I'm waiting for Nolan to win that NL MVP, either him, Christian Yelich. Uh, it's going to be fun. I don't think Bryce Harper is going to be in the talk, but it's I think it's going to be Arenado or Yelich, too. Local Orange County boys, but I'm going to go Trout and Arenado for my picks. Then if we're talking AL Cy Young, uh, it's going to be interesting. There's a lot of people to pick. Uh, for me, I think I'm going to still stick with uh, Chris Sale. I think Chris Sale um, got, an, got a contract extension. Um, it's just going to see if his injuries, it's injuries, always injuries with Chris Sale. If he sticks healthy, no-brainer, one of the best pitchers in the AL. Another guy to keep it out for is Trevor Bauer. I'm liking the way Trevor Bauer has been pitching. Also got Corey Kluber. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. We might get a guy like Jose Barrios who comes out of nowhere and helps lead the Twins to the playoffs, but I'm going to go Chris Sale for my AL MVP or Cy Young. NL Cy Young, it's easy pick to pick Max Scherzer or Jacob DeGrom, but I'm going to go with a guy that pitches for the Philadelphia Phillies. I'm going to go with Aaron Nola, 25 years old, signed a decent size extension this year, had his best year last year. He looks like an ace. 
Him and Arietta can be a one-two punch for the Phillies. I'm going to go with Aaron Nola. I know it's easy to pick Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer. Those are the big names, but I really like Aaron Nola for that. Rookie of the year, so i got to go Vladdy Guerrero Jr. Um, he's going to be a stud when he gets up here for the NL Rookie of the Year. I'm going to go Fernando Tartis Jr., even though him, Pete Alonso, you got... Victor Robles, there's a bunch of young players in the NL that can be really good, but I still think Fernando Tatis Jr. is going to do good. Um, and, yeah, I think that's kind of how I'm going to pick that those NL MVPs and the NL awards and AL awards and who's going to win. So, again, I have the Astros over the Brewers, my non-biased pick. Biased pick, Angels win by everything, only lose 10 games. Um but, hey, that's it. That's another episode of the View Level Podcast. Thanks for sticking with us. Again, you can follow me. Justin on Twitter at JKGill3 on Instagram at Justin Gillerman. Make sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LevelView and on Instagram at the View Level Podcast. Thanks for listening. Hope to see you soon. Hope you can hear us soon. We'll be back. Thanks for listening.